It sounds really interesting in the mic. I swear if you don't put your little soundbite tidbits in and you only include mine, this will be so unfair. <laughs> the power of the editor. Really thought you were going to say the power of Christ compelled you. <laughs> That's where I thought that was going. <laughs> we'll leave it to the good old ADHD brain to finish everybody's sentences so incorrectly. <laughs> so incorrectly. They are wrong nine out of ten times, but they're always interesting and usually inappropriate. <laughs> Don't say so. A needle pulling thread. That's I hate when people do that, but I couldn't that's resist. Me. I'm the one that taught you that. No, you're not. Pretty sure. You're not, I promise. I've been doing it for years. People have been doing it to me for years, and I try not to punch them every time. Oh, thanks for not punching me. See, it's fun, isn't it? it just, <laughs> you're not I told wrong. you. <laughs> every time I hear that, though, I just think of donkey. Donkey! <laughs> Every time. Every time. What is your take on Stanley Cups? Because <laughs> this is like the, I guess, new popular thing this year. So from what I understand, and I could be completely wrong because I do not drink out of them, but this is from what I understand that Stanley Cups are a personality. There is, is it like the Visco Girl thing? But for moms. <laughs> Because like remember how I was like for the longest time moms were defined by like defined by like yoga pants and a messy bun. I feel seen. Oh, I actually. Oh, yep. There's the bun. There's the yoga pants. I'm literally wearing it right now. <laughs> Had to check my buns not where it normally is. I was freaking out for a your second. Your bun is your bun okay? My bun's okay. It's just <laughs> it's sagging today. It's normally up. It's a little more perky. Okay, moving but on. Anyway, so from what I understand, it's like the new like mom accessory. And like, I don't, so I listened to this, I listened to this radio station in the mornings, um, local here in Houston. And it, uh, they actually, they have this guy who like writes these 10 minute tunes, like the callers call in and give him a oh, topic. Oh yes, I know him. Yeah. And he Special actually, K. Eric with a K. Special K. No. He's the one that does the tunes. Okay, well, anyway. Either way, so the callers call in, give him that, give him a topic, and then he has to go, he has 10 minutes, he parodies a song, and he writes a tune. And uh, he did one about Stanley Cups and people who drink out of them, and it was very entertaining. That's funny. I don't drink out of them. They don't fit in my car very well. I like these. No, that I think that's the whole point is that they fit in the car cups. Yeah, yours did not fit in my car very well today. Uh, yeah, I have one now. Guy. I just wanted, I'm like, okay, well, if it will help me drink some water, because we all know how often teachers want to cry, like we talked about last episode, mm -hmm. then maybe, maybe it'll do me some good. So I got a pretty purple counterfeit but Stanley. But also... And my kids don't have to, my students don't have to know that it's counterfeit. There you go. be cool. Does it say Stanley on it? It does. Look. Then how a, is it a It's counterfeit. a good counterfeit. I don't know. How do you know it's a counterfeit? Because I asked her and she was honest about it. Oh, well, hey, we got to love that. We got to love honesty. Because it was $30 and not 60 Oh, yeah, that's how you know it's a counterfeit right there. So I I have to laugh about the whole drink water because, you know, teachers want to cry a lot. But at the same time, the more you drink, the more hydrated you are to make tears. So maybe if you stop drinking water, you won't be able to cry. <laughs> Because you'll be dehydrated. Like oh, the that's really funny and really sad at the same time.
Welcome to Bad Teacher Tales, real talk stories and advice for teachers and those who love them, where each week we share the good, the bad, and the what the hell of daily teacher life. We'll expose workplace woes that range from unrealistic to impossibly asinine. We'll postulate on parental problems and admin antics. We might even learn a helpful tip or trick. And while we may be bad teachers, we will always leave remembering our why, those beautiful, bright, baffling students, with your hosts, Scara and Sly. The opinions read in this episode do not necessarily reflect those of the hosts or bad teacher tales. Some language and situations may be unsuitable for children. Ironic, I know. Listener discretion is advised. Today's main story is titled, Swapping Pregnancy Stories with Students. Just let that sink in for a moment. Yeah, it's not often I'm speechless, but my brain is sitting here like, I try to predict where these are going. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say that I'm accurate a lot of the time, but like, well, this one is pretty self-explanatory, but I think what, but let's get, I'm really just hoping the first thing you say is this is from a teacher who teaches high school because that's what I'm going to need the next couple words to be. This is from a high school teacher in a lower income district in Texas. She didn't want to specify. We will respect that. And I I think you'll know why once we, we get through this story. Okay. At the school I taught at, a couple girls a year would be pregnant at the school. This was just the culture of the kids who attended. And in this culture, girls were expected to go to school until they got pregnant and then they would drop out and work for their families. Oof, that's a it's a different that's a load. It's a different world. It's a different culture. I actually took a class on this. Interesting, because she in did Ohio. call it a culture. Like it it's is. accepted. Like I took a class on this when I still lived in Ohio, and it was actually very interesting, especially because like the way I was raised, I couldn't even conceive of this. Right, and like. <laughs> The fact that this is common knowledge and common practice and occurrence. Or just certain, expected. Like, they go to school, and then once they're pregnant, they well, don't. Like, there's a lot of girls that are expected to get pregnant around 14 and 15 because many families run on matriarchy. The goal is to become a mother. That's the whole goal. And the sooner you do that, the better it is so that you can fit in with the family. And I, and I, that's fine if that's what you want for yourself. Yes. And even if you do, though, you... But a cultural expectation just seems like a lot. It, it's a lot. So and it, sound, so it sounds like because, well, they would drop out to work for their family. So they're, you know, the expectation is to start contributing at that point as yeah. a member of the family and the society. It's, it's just that the fact that it's young is, is sad to me. Well, it's also because they don't value education for the women in the same way is they value becoming a mother Mm. and raising a family. Well, when I was pregnant, I had a couple students who were also pregnant and wanted to have conversations about our pregnancies, like a fun pregnant lady chit-chat sesh. (laughs) And I had to stop every single one because I cannot tell you how uncomfortable it is to be a grown 26-year-old woman with a husband, a house, a degree, a career, and to chat with a 14-year-old girl who can't drive about our similar pregnancy sy- symptoms. Mm-hmm. One time during my pregnancy while teaching, I was administering the final exam for a communications applications class. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> while they were taking... The, I'm, I'm just proud of myself for saying it once. <laughs> I, I am quite proud of you too, because I'm just like, that was a lot of big words. <laughs> and a lot of like 
similar sounds Mm -hmm. all in one. While they were taking the test, I was sitting on the couch that I had in my room. In the quiet, calm classroom, sitting on a warm couch, I eventually fell asleep. I'm not sure how long I was asleep, but I woke up and all the kids were staring at me. (laughs) And as I came to, I asked them, hey, what's going on? And they told me that I fell asleep. And I said, okay. Then I asked, well, did you cheat? (laughs) And they all swore that they had not. And then I asked, why not? (laughs) (laughs) They all looked at me in shock. And I just told them that they lost a golden opportunity. I mean, how was I going to know if they cheated? Uh, When you looked at their test answers and they were all the same? (laughs) Because we all know they didn't all just get a 90 on their own. That doesn't happen. But she could have pretended that they were just being kind and letting her nap. And so she was being kind and ignored the fact that they cheated. I mean, this is a fact because (laughs) growing eyeballs is incredibly exhausting. Growing little humans. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> they all... I mean, it's its definitely some a days, trap. She's some not days. lying. Um, they all looked at me in shock. I just told him that they lost a golden opportunity. I just said that. Yep. Then they all expressed their outrage that they missed the chance and they wanted me to go back to sleep. <laughs> but I told them no. <laughs> you snooze, you lose. It was too late at this point. It's time to turn in your exams. I might have given them an, a few extra... I might have given them a few extra points because... Actually, that was a pretty big deal that everyone stayed quiet while I slept on the couch and they didn't cheat. In one of the exams, a student had drawn me asleep on the couch next to a picture of two dogs doing it. (laughs) What in the world? (laughs) Okay, so now I'm really curious how long you were asleep because that's a... Wow. Okay. Well, I'm not even going to try to connect those two. Maybe she rushed through this exam in order to draw her doggies and teacher. So So the teacher says, this is great. Oh no! I don't know if she drew the dogs first and then added the still life of me, but I hope that's the order it was in many. In any case, this made me laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (sighs) Okay. Interesting. So she included some after thoughts on the situation, the cultural situation. Before we get to that, can we take a moment and just go, I think kids forget sometimes they have to turn their test in when they start doodling on it. Correct. Because I've collected things where I'm like, why did you draw this on here? You knew I was going to collect this. And what? look at it. Why? Why do you have all these fancy words? Because now I like have jackass to see this around <laughs> I'm just like, why? I have to, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see two dogs doing it on my final. Oy. And and I really think that they don't. Well, no. Literally. I don't think. I know. They just don't think. That's a valid point. Like, you're going to turn this in when you're done. And we teach middle schoolers. Where are you going to put it when you turn it in? And they literally tell you where they're going to put it when they turn it in. And then you turn it in and there is some weird, and I do mean weird, weird stuff drawn on it. And you're just like. Okay. When you tell them, turn it in, you see the shock go in their eyes. We have to turn this in. Oh, then they start like erasing. And then they're like, um, (laughs) we don't have time for you to erase stuff. Just turn your paper in. Uh, but, uh, okay. Just don't judge my drawings. I'm like, Oh, okay. Just good grief. (laughs) (laughs) So she did include some afterthoughts on this Mm -hmm. cultural situation. Okay. She said, Some things to know about this school. Uh 
The school stopped doing all school dances, except for prom, because after every dance, a few more girls would turn up pregnant from the night of the dance. They stopped the dances to save a few more girls each year. Wow. I know. That also sounds like you have issues with chaperones. Well, but it... I mean, I don't think it's happening at the dance, but once they leave, even the chaperones are no longer responsible okay, for them. But then they can just go out on a random Saturday night and do that anyway. Or maybe they only go to part of the dance and then leave early or whatever. And, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're kids. They lie. What? If you don't think that your kid lies to you. That's so shocking. Let me, let me, let me just talk to you for a moment. Your child is not the same person when you are not around. You're welcome. She better not be. <laughs> she better be much better behaved when I'm not around. And then she says that I will say that the nurse worked very hard for all of these girls and got them all kinds of training and parenting classes, plus free donations for car seats and baby material. And she told me that one of the girls came to her after a parenting class and was amazed that you could train a kid to be a good person. Like, this child thought that being misbehaved was a personality trait, not something a parent was responsible for. So hopefully that girl was a better mom than hers was. I hope so. Let's, let's, uh, let's break these generational curses here. And y'all, let me tell you, breaking those generational curses is not easy. It will test every single ounce of your being, and it's hard. And it, you've broken a few. I am trying so hard. You're doing but, great, and well, I'm so proud you. of you. Well, thank you. I struggle with this because I know there are some parents who think, well, I lived this life. Why does my kid deserve it to have it better than me? I went through this. They can go through it, too. And they don't want their kid to have more opportunity than they do. And there just, are some, there are some parents like that. And I can't, understand I can't that. understand that thought process. I can, I can understand the, well, I was fine and turned out fine. Like if you legit just think, Oh, well it, it's fine. I turned out fine. And this is an acceptable way to parent because that's how I was parent and, and I'm good. And that's how most people parent. I was parented this way. So that's fine. But to know, to, to actively have the thought, I don't want better for them. That's where it becomes a problem it for becomes, me. Like, for me, that's very, like, that's narcissistic behavior that you don't want your child to have better opportunities than you because you're jealous of that. Right. And that is, that is such a hard thought process to understand, especially as a parent, that, like, I want my daughter to have the world. I am trying to break these generational curses because I don't want her to struggle in the same way that I did. And now I know that I'm not perfect and I know she's not going to come out of her childhood without any kind of, you know, well, we don't want them to not struggle. So I'm glad you said you don't want her to struggle in the same way. Yeah. I mean, because they need to learn how to cope with stressors. She's not going to, you know, have a perfect childhood with a perfect mom, but I don't want her to struggle needlessly. Like I don't want her to be sitting in her thirties and in therapy because of the trauma that I left her with. Right. And I don't want her to be in her 30s in therapy, learning from a, from a therapist how to cope with her anger and how to deal with her big feelings. I am actively trying to help give her the tools that I was not given so that she can go on to be more productive and deal with things in a much better way than I did that aren't going to be as destructive. You want her to be a healthier human. Yeah. Well, 
You're a great mother. Oh, thank you. So are you. Here we have an educator gifts called Big Hearts. Oh, yay. This is from a middle school theater teacher in Houston, Texas. He says, I had a student who had been a good student in the past. Her mother was very involved and wanted to help. She reached out and told me to let her know if I had any problems. And this girl might have been fined, but she had a buddy in my class. And they would not stop talking. I tried everything. I had a giant double classroom at the time and moved one girl to the front of the room and the other all the way back to the back of the room. And they would have screaming conversations across the room while I was trying to teach. All you did was help them with their projection. That's all that was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically. Hitting some teaks. Yep. There we go. Hey, check that box. Right? So I wrote home. Mom supported me and tried to help. Nothing. I wrote them up and they got a detention. Nothing. I had admin come to my room. Well, they were quiet when they were there. And then right back, right. And then right back to screaming across the room about whatever drama was going on in their friend group. After weeks of this, and it was escalating to ISS, which is in school suspension, which is something that's frequently used now for high level offenses, rather than sending them home, they have to they have to stay on campus for, they're, they're still suspended in a sense, and they have to stay with a special designated teacher in a special room, and they don't go to all their classes, and they don't get to have lunch with their friends or all these things, but at least they can be on campus and do their work. And for those of you wondering why we can't send them out of school is because now there's a max amount of days we're allowed to send them out of school, and because being sent out of school is no longer a punishment. Nope, it's not because it especially is a reward for working parents who can't be there and then they just hang out all day and yeah. play. Like, the kids say, oh, it was a great vacation. I played video games and I slept in and I got to have this and do this and they just come home. They, It's not yeah. so I, what it used to be. 100% support ISS instead. Yes. <laughs> so they finally moved one girl to another elective, which was the best for everyone. But the funny cheery on top is that shortly after the girl changed classes, her mom gave me a beautiful handmade personalized wooden sign that says, it takes a big heart to teach little minds. And yeah, lady, with your kid it did. But I still have the <laughs> sign up in my room. <laughs> like you oh need boy. that reminder sometimes from that kid. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. Maybe, maybe the mom, I think the mom knew. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you have those parents who are like, not my child. My child would never. (laughs) And then you have those parents who are like, here's a gift card to Specs because I know my kid. Exactly. Do you have any good tips for us this week? Oh, wait. We're going to continue the tips from the lady from last week. Yes, we are. So what are tips three and four? Tip number three. So this, again, uh, just a reminder, this is a sixth grade social studies teacher from Sugarland, Texas, and she gave us six great tips, so we are giving two at a time for three weeks in a row. That's math for you. Hey, hey. Hey. Tip three. Print, she prints a monthly calendar for every student to write down their daily warm-up questions. Instead of counting on them to keep track of their warm-up questions uh, on some random piece of paper, This helps them stay organized, plus it helps me easily spot who is doing what they're supposed to be doing when they enter the room. Oh, I like that. 
And above all, they can easily use it as a reference and study tool later on. Oh, this is good. It's yeah. all in one spot. All in one, one place. I am wondering how small they have to write. Or is it like two page, two side? I don't know. I don't know. I'd like, kind of like to see what this. <laughs> we need to start for this section having a place where they can attach PDFs. I tried. I couldn't get to. I, I, or look. just have them email it to you. Yes. Because, and then put it in the show notes. But I really want, because I really, I wanted to add a place for files in my Microsoft form for submissions. You can add files on your page on Facebook. That too. But I, you know, but I also wanted to have them win these kinds of tips and suggestions and stuff come in mm-hmm. or the stories come in that have like backup evidence mm-hmm. to share and I know I would share them on Facebook, but I kind of would like to have them with the story. But for some reason, I couldn't figure out how to do that. So I think it, you have to add them in the show notes, but I, I don't know how that works. No, I can. I know I can do that there as well. I'm talking about for me receiving them, my Microsoft form that oh, has your Google form. Microsoft, sorry, those are not the same thing. Yeah, my Microsoft form. Gotcha. They should sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> So my Microsoft form, um, yeah, I was, because I I could have sworn that I have seen the ability to add files to a Microsoft form before, and only I don't know why I can't figure it out. I don't know if maybe it's like a subscription level Technology hates me, maybe. Maybe. Okay, I'll have to, maybe somebody out there can help us out. Let me know. Email me, badteachertales at gmail.com. Thanks. Okay, so, (laughs) so please, sixth grade social studies teacher, um, what did we want last week? We wanted to see how her PowerPoint worked for yes. documenting all these things. Her seating charts. Yes. And now I want to see how this monthly calendar works. Ooh, I would make them write the numbers and everything just for, no, I wouldn't. That'd be a, a disaster. Just kidding. I could make them write the season at the top of it. Cause I apparently don't know what month is what season. What? You don't wear a hoodie in <clears throat> August in Texas. When I legit said, Hey, if you were born in the winter months, go get your backpacks a room of 20 children stared at me. Which months are those again? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> this was a kindergarten oh. teak, y'all. So I said the months and like, oh, that's me. And I'm like, bro. Winter. You were born in winter. And then I was like, spring. And they're like, which months are those again? I'm like, oh, my word. I love how you are including a cross-curricular lesson into your day. And scaffolding and reviewing stuff they learned seven years ago. I wasn't going to mention that part. I did because I <laughs> stared at them. My, I, I know you can't see it on the podcast, but my face says my thoughts. Yeah, and I know how that works. Yep, it's a and terrible, my face terrible thing. just stared at them like y'all are <laughs> kidding, right? I'm being punked right now because there's no way you do not know what months you are on spring break. And winter, winter break, break and summer vacation. There's no way you're telling me that you can't figure those out and then figure, oh, the other three months are fall. Like for the love of Crayola crayons, like I cannot. Anyways, I digress. Back to our tip number tips. four. Hey, I've always hated passing back work. It takes too much time bouncing around, blaring around the room. It's just so chaotic. Having my students write down their seat number on all assignments has saved me time and a huge headache. So once I get all my papers graded, I just put them in numerical order for an easy, hassle-free distribution. Nice. Nice job. I I like that. Throw them in the air like confetti and be like, hey, find your paper. (laughs) 
or I shove them in a kid and go here, pass these out. Yeah, I let kids pass them out. Or if I if I pass them out, then I'm just saying your name and putting them on the table in front of me right? because you you're gonna walk to come get them, yeah. just get some exercise. I do that right. too. I sit them out on my stand, and they're like, "Where's my paper?" As yeah. you're literally watching me sit them there, and I'm calling names. Where's my paper? But also, just look for your name. Thank you for listening to Bad Teacher Tales. If you enjoyed this content, consider supporting us on Patreon or contribute a one-time payment to help offset monthly costs as this is a self-produced, directed, edited, and funded production. Information and links are located in the show notes. Any support is appreciated. To submit a story for consideration, follow the link in the episode notes to the Google form. All submissions are anonymous to our listeners. For podcast updates or to interact with the host, join the Facebook group, Bad Teacher Tales podcast, or follow on Instagram and X at Bad Teacher Tales. Scara is a lifelong learner and educator. Recently becoming a National Board Certified Teacher, Scara serves as the Fine Arts Department Head, Head Theater Director, Dance Team, and Pep Squad Coach for her middle school. At the district level, Scara is a new teacher mentor, has written theater curriculum, and facilitates the annual tech design contest. Sly has been an educator for over a decade. She has taught music ranging from pre-K to high school. Playing the bell set in fourth grade sparked a deep excitement to learn other instruments and join band in the fifth grade. She became proficient at multiple instruments throughout her years in school. Upon realizing band was the reason she showed up for school, Sly found her path, never dreaming she'd end up a choir teacher, but truly enjoying it.